Hello, everybody. I'm Legal Man. Glad you're here. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I want to talk tonight about uh, this constant barrage of supposed experts who are on the TV all the time. And, and why is it that people just automatically accept whatever crap those guys put out? I mean, people are truly scared to question whatever some holy expert says. <laughs> and I just find it hilarious because my experience with experts is most of them are just wrong a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. And yeah, they have this sort of attempted intimidation about them where they throw out a bunch of terms of art and they look down their nose at you. And they try to act as though they're just going to intimidate you into believing their crap. But when you actually can get them sworn in, <laughs> most of them just fall apart. I mean, most of them just don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's the reality. And I'm going to tell you a little bit tonight about how expert testimony is given in a legal matter. And I think it will help give you a framework to sort of think about things. What's funny to me about expertise and the fact that people are so hesitant to even question it is that there's an entire cult in this country. In fact, the whole modern world is just obsessed with expertise and uh, authority. And they truly believe that because you've got some extra letters after your name or you have some government certification or accreditation or licensing that somehow now you know a lot more than anybody else would who doesn't have that. But that's just not true. Um, you know, there were no law schools when they wrote the Constitution. None of those people went to law school. So I guess they didn't know what they're doing. I mean, there was no getting a PhD in postdoc work in physics when Isaac Newton wrote his uh, a Principia. There was, there was nothing like that. You just went to a regular kind of school and you studied on your own, basically. And studying on your own is really all studying can ever be. All you can ever do is study on your own. You can't, you can't study with other people. It's something that goes on in your own head. So the whole concept is just completely ridiculous to me. And I just find it to be a joke. And and guys like Tony Fauci and Deborah Burks, who apparently people just really think are experts because they're told they're experts over and over and over again in the media. And so they just accept it. And just because somebody even is an expert and is allowed to give testimony, it doesn't mean that they're right. It doesn't mean their testimony's true. They can be dead wrong in the field on the opinion they're giving. And as to uh, Fauci and Burks, there's nothing to indicate that these people are even very good at what they do, let alone the top people in the world. That's completely ridiculous. Believe me, if that's the top people in the world in that area, we're totally screwed because they are not top people. No way, from what I've seen, are Burks and Fauci top people. The other thing I get a lot when I'm on social media, I see tons and tons of people who, as soon as I question some kind of person, I get the same old, well, are you a virologist? Are you an astrophysicist? 
Uh, do you have a certification in coronaology? <laughs> it's always the same thing. This idea that I have to have an actual degree in order to question whether or not somebody's making any sense or whether their theory holds together. And the thing that's so funny to me about that is, as a lawyer, I take expert testimony and cross-examine it for a living. <laughs> I've cross-examined all sorts of different supposed experts. If I wasn't allowed to, to question them, like the people say on social media and regular conversation, then how would it work in a trial <laughs> or a hearing? It doesn't take expertise. You just have to familiarize yourself with the area and familiarize yourself with the basis for what the person's actually saying and subject it to your own logic and see if it makes any damn sense. It's not complicated. It's not beyond most people if they would apply themselves. The problem is most people are just stinking lazy. Well, most of them aren't that bright, but plenty of people who could do it, they're just too lazy. And they're just so obsessed with this idea that because someone's called an expert, that they are therefore an expert. And that therefore whatever they say must be true. <laughs> and, and my God, are we not reaping the, the punishment for that now with this insanity in Corona? Our whole damn lives are being run by these people who purport to be experts telling us we have to social distance, we have to wear a mask, we have to close the whole damn country down, you can't go to a wedding, you can't have a date, you can't, you can't have a buffet salad anymore. I mean, it's like, okay, that seems pretty extreme. You best have some pretty rock-solid evidence and science to back this kind of nonsense up. Otherwise, I'm sorry, but... I'm not believing it and not about to do any of it. So why are people so unbelievably intimidated by experts? For me, I think it's just that most people are afraid to be embarrassed and to look like they don't know something, so they prefer just to hang back. And I don't really relate to that, mostly because I've been a lawyer so long and I've always had the personality of, well, you know, if the person's got a good point, great. If they don't, then screw them, you know. They're no better than me. They're just a person. When I see these people who are supposedly experts, I picture like a guy like Tony Fauci at the gym working on the pec deck with two 10-pound plates or some crap or lifting the little stupid purple weights and some bullshit curl routine he does, some stupid exercise he's dreamed up that doesn't work. You know, or I picture Deborah Burke seeing her at the Tom Thumb pushing her cart around in her gym gear, all out of shape and kind of picking some food and stuff. And I think, what would her ex-husband have to say to her? What would he have to say about her competence and everything else? It's, it wouldn't be impressive. Let's just say that. It would not be impressive. And I think that that's a helpful thing people should do is just keep in mind, these are just people. And people are wrong about all sorts of things. Even things people are completely convinced they know and they, they are right about, it turns out they're wrong about it. And the one thing I know for sure is that until you get to actually cross-examine somebody, you're not going to find out. Because anybody can put on a show and it sounds very credible and believable. And it may be very persuasive until I get to cross-examine them. And then it starts to fall apart. 
And most people, see, they've never been sworn in to give any kind of testimony, let alone expert testimony. But being sworn in is a very, very important thing because when you're sworn in, you have to answer questions. It's not a conversation. It's not like the stupid interview they do on the news on the Today Show. I saw him on the Today Show, and he was very impressive, very impressive. Have you ever been on the Today Show? Okay. <laughs> of course, they're impressive on the Today Show because it's not a legit deal, because it's a softball deal. They're not cross-examining the guy. But believe me, if I got to cross-examine him, you would not be so very impressed with the guy. And the equivalent of sort of cross-examination doesn't exist in regular society because in regular society you're having a conversation with people and they can deflect and they don't have to answer and they can give you an answer that's not even an answer and you don't really get to see their data and they can just move on but in when you swear someone in they have to answer your questions and they until they answer your question you don't move on and so it's just not the same it's just so different than a conversation or an interview. Interviews are fake cross-examination. They are there to give an illusion that they're cross-examining the person and testing their information when they're really just there to bolster it by making them appear to be more knowledgeable than they are. And that's all the media is there to do is just to push show on the people. So let's look at what's actually required to give expert testimony like Tony Fauci and Deborah Burks are giving about social distancing and mask wearing and shutting the country down. Well, first of all, they have to provide a report, an expert report that's very detailed. It has to lay out the kinds of opinions they're going to offer and all the scientific basis for what it is they created this opinion with. And have we gotten anything like that? from the people who are running our lives now? <laughs> no, of course not. We haven't gotten anything. But if you look at what's required to actually give expert testimony in courts, it's something called a Daubert challenge or a Daubert test. And it's, it's just basically the name of, shortened name of a case from the Supreme Court where they dreamed up this basically a kind of a five-part test. So let me give you a very basic outline of what a Daubert challenge actually has to consist of, in effect, what they have to show. They are that you have to have a theory or technique that can be or has been tested. You have to have the thing actually subjected to some kind of review uh, within your peers. There has to be a known error rate or a potential error rate. You have to have the existence and maintenance of standards controlling the operation. And you have to have widespread acceptance within some kind of relevant scientific community. Now, if you look at those kinds of things right there as the sort of basis, and you compare that to what we've gotten regarding social distancing, mask wearing, shutting entire countries down, it's very clear that we don't have any prong. Not any of those prongs have really been met because there's no testing. There's no known error rate. There's nothing. It's just a theory. And in fact, it's probably untestable. And to the extent it's being tested now, it's being disproved. 
And so every leg of it's garbage. And so if Tony Fauci attempted to come up and testify about social distancing and mask wearing and shutting entire countries down as a way to prevent the spread, he wouldn't even probably be allowed to give the testimony. It wouldn't be a question of, of going to the weight of the testimony. He wouldn't be allowed to give it because it doesn't meet Daubert requirements. It's just a made-up thing that they have a theory about. Okay? And so knowing that, you have to listen to what they say very critically because even if you are allowed to give the testimony, the reality is there's no obligation for jury to believe it. People don't seem to understand that. Just because testimony comes in does not mean you're obligated to believe it. Because there's almost always testimony on both sides. In other words, there'd be somebody standing up who's also a, quote, expert who's been sworn in and proved up, who would be saying Tony Fauci and Deborah Burke's theories are a bunch of crap and they don't hold water and he have his own whole set of stuff. But we don't get that because not really actually getting any of this. We're not actually getting any of it. What we're getting is a show, a show over and over and over again. The purpose of what we're getting from the, quote, media and the government is not to give you scientific information. The purpose of it is to simply run a narrative, to put on a show, to scare the people into certain kinds of policies. And that's all it is. And until any of this stuff is actually tested with cross-examination, it's just junk. It's just somebody up there giving an opinion. It's, it's no more than that. And the last thing I really want to push on is that there's a huge difference between finding out something that's true and finding out something is not true. It's very, very difficult to find something that is true. But it's much, much simpler to find that something is not true. And people imagine you go find the truth in a trial. You don't really find a truth. What you normally do is just cross out a bunch of stuff that's not true. And then you're kind of left with whatever's left. And that's the reality of when you're listening to these kind of just jokers on TV being giving opinions about any and everything without the slightest bit of questioning. You have to stop and say, hold it. What is the real purpose of this? Is this actually testimony? Is this actually factual? Is this actually science? Is any of this stuff legitimate? And of course, the answer now is that we don't get to ask any of these questions. So that right away raises my antenna because it's not a question of being able to prove something's true. I don't expect him to necessarily have to prove it's true, but I am very, very suspicious whenever somebody is refusing to ask the kinds of questions that would be asked if somebody was actually trying to get to the truth. And we're not getting any of that. And most of the time with every expert who appears on TV, you don't get that. So you can pretty much know they're really just a bunch of hacks up there spewing a bunch of garbage. And I hope you can, maybe you can see that now. And maybe people will stop just bowing down to these experts because we're getting screwed by these guys. And you got to wake up. So anyway, I think that's going to be the show for today. I, uh, I had a lot of fun. I love ragging on experts because they're just such a bunch of pompous asses most of the time. Remember, you can always follow me on uh, Twitter, 
I am legal man at U.S. Law Review. So I am Twitter. I am at U.S. Law Review. And you can go to my website, truthaboutthelaw.com. I got a lot of stuff there as well. And that's going to do it. Hope you enjoyed yourself. And I will see you next time. Take care. Take care.